morning, we go. And <laughs> right. Um, so as you know, we we've been working our way through uh, the book of Ecclesiastes over the last year and some some days, some weeks, and um, I'd like us to look back at chapter one, just to give us an idea of who it is who wrote this book, um, and it'll help us to understand some of the principles in it. So it's just going to be a quick, quick look at, uh, uh, it's not going to be on the, on the screen, the first, uh, first verse of chapter 1. So if you look at uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 1, the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. So the words of a preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. We know of one son of David who was king in Jerusalem, that's Solomon. So we know Solomon wrote this book. Now, when we think of also the very first verse, the words of the preacher. So it's a preacher. He's, he's preaching to his congregation, but he's also preaching to his son, who, would, uh, who would, uh, will be king one day. So he's speaking to not only to the congregation of Israel, but he's also speaking to his son in particular. So he's trying to impart some wisdom and instruction to his son and uh, warning him of things uh, that he will uh, no doubt come, uh, uh, come up in his reign. So he's giving some instructions. And so let's, let's look at this book as we look at these verses uh, from that perspective. Give us some idea of how we should be reading this and trying to interpret some of the truths uh, contained in this wonderful book. Uh, written by one of the wisest, well, the wisest man to have ever lived, um, <clears throat> by our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, of course. He is now, obviously, <clears throat> sitting at God's right hand. And so we see in chapter 8 of Ecclesiastes, we're going to look at two uh, main themes. And we're going to look at the first six verses of chapter 8. It's looking at who is as a wise man. And we're going to look at the respect of authority as well. In the, in the, so we're looking at these two main topics. Now I'm going to ask you a question in a moment. I'm going to ask you to try and remember that question. Yeah. So this is a test more for me than for you. So I'm going to, I, I, I've been asking these questions over the last few, few uh, times I've preached. <coughs> and I'm, I'm going to ask you what that question is at the end. But... Uh, Let's, let's start by reading the Word of God. If you would stand with me out of respect to the reading of the Word of God, we're going to look at Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 1 through to 6 this morning. And the Bible says, Who is as the wise man? And who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be uh, changed. I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment, and that in regard of the oath of God, be not hasty to go out of his sight, Stand not in an evil thing, for he doeth whatsoever pleaseth him. Where the word of the king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, What doest thou? Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing, and the wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. Because to every purpose there is a time and judgment. Therefore the mystery of, uh, of uh, man is great upon him. Let's <coughs> have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, do thank you for the sailor, we thank you for your goodness, we thank you for the opportunity we have to uh, look at your word this morning and pray that you'd help me to, to uh, present a message that is clear and uh, Lord, that is useful 
and Lord, that we might be able to apply it to our daily walk uh, with you. Lord, we pray that you would bless each one for being in this, uh, in this church this morning. And Lord, we pray you would bless each one for listening. And Lord, we pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be seated. So the question I have for you is, this is a really short one, who is as the wise man? <clears throat> so try and remember this question as we go through these verses, and I hope and uh, it is uh, your desire to be wise this morning. Um, so well, let's look at let's look firstly at the word wise. It's, it's often used uh, for somebody who's, who's knowledgeable, but what is the definition of, of wise? Um, well, the dictionary definition of wise is having or showing experience, knowledge, and good judgment. It seems to be a very good definition. There's some synonyms uh, for that word, which is intelligent, clever, learned, with showing great knowledge, knowledgeable, informed, enlightened, astute, shrewd, acute, sharp, sharp-witted, canny, knowing, sensible, prudent, discerning, ju uh, judicious, uh, penetrating, per uh, perceptive, full of insight, insightful, clear of sight, per uh, uh, um, owlish, well-advised, well-thought-out, well-judged, Expedient, strategic, tactical, far-sighted, rational, log logical, sound, sane, and long-headed. How was that? <laughs> I've got at least one of them. I've got one of them. I know that. <laughs> so there's a. Uh, if you didn't know what wise was, hopefully you know now. So there's some antonyms as well. I've only got three. Oh, oh. Stupid, silly, foolish. Oh, we see foolish being referred to a lot in Proverbs. We also see it a lot in Ecclesiastes as well. So we're going to look at the very first verse of our text this morning, and that's uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 1. Who is as the wise man, and who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. So verse 1 suggests that um, a wise man is uh, one who understands what should be done to meet the problems that confront them. And that such wisdom so strengthens the possessor that his face will shine and reflect his confidence. And it also shows in one's testimony. Being wise, you, you are, you, if you, somebody who is wise... They are known for their wisdom. Uh, Solomon was known for his wisdom. Uh, we see that in, 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 in when uh, Queen of Sheba came to him, and uh, the rumors were true. Well, well, well they were they were uh, they weren't uh, as good as she she had, uh, had observed in person. They didn't uh, do do him justice. So it, it's it's something that is revered and and, and, and respected and. and Something that we should be desire, we should desire wisdom. So we should desire an understanding to uh, of things that, so that when the problems arise, we will be able to confront them. So, but um, what happens if the wisdom that we have, or so-called wisdom, does not begin with the fear of the Lord? We know that in Proverbs, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Right. So, what if your wisdom? Your so-called wisdom doesn't it doesn't start with the fear of the Lord. What happens uh, if that's not the case? Well, sometimes it's better to be a fool in that case. 
and be ignorant of certain things and stick with the wisdom contained in this book. Sometimes it's better to be uh, uh, not, as, not known for being wise, but at least being wise in this. Not in worldly wisdom, but in, 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 uh, in righteousness and knowing what the Word of God says. Now that's wisdom that is respected. Whether you're, whether you're saved or not, people will respect uh, your, your stand, if you stand for right. In Proverbs 26, 12 says, Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than him. So someone who is conceited is someone who uh, is excessively proud of one's self or vain. It's vanity in, in their own wisdom, their conceit. So, so someone is, is uh, conceited uh, is, is someone who is excessively proud. And we see some synonyms of the word conceit. Um, to understand that word, it, it, there's some synonyms. I'm going, to use, I'm going to read some out for you. Uh, vain, uh, narcissistic, pleased with oneself, self-loving, in love with oneself, self-admiring, self-regarding, self-centered, egotistic, proud, arrogant, boastful, full of oneself, above oneself, self-important, immodest, strutting, self-satisfied, self-congratulatory, Smug, complacent, haughty. We see that word used. Having an excessively high opinion of oneself. Thinking too highly of oneself. Boasting or bragging. Blowing one out one's own trumpet. Mm-hmm. We've heard that saying. <laughs> now we see and hear people all the time that are, are wise in their own vanity. We see it every day. Thinking themselves to be wise. Now, this is obviously breaking the, one of the, ten, the, the very first of the Ten Commandments. They are making themselves to be God. Thou shalt have no other God before me. They're thinking themselves higher than they ought. Isaiah 5.21 <coughs> says, Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. We see Romans chapter 1, verse 21 and 22, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. Their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. So what we should want or desire is is a godly wisdom. And where do we get it? We don't get it from man. We don't get it from YouTube or some other book or some other perversion of the Word of God. We don't see it from any other ungodly source. We get it firstly from the fear of the Lord and reading this book, studying it, and being in church and learning from godly men and women. Amen? Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. Be careful where you get your wisdom from, where you get your knowledge from. Ephesians 4.14 warns us of this. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, 
and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. There are many wolves in sheep's clothing out there lying in wait to pounce. There's so many and it's so easy to be enticed by men's craftiness and, 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 and they are. They are crafty with their words. They, they speak eloquently of things and they are believable. They will take things out of context. They will take snippets and they won't give you a grounding. That's why it's so important when you read the Word of God is to know who the author is, who they're speaking to, so that you will know the context of every verse contained in it. It is so important. So important. Because you can take things out of context. So they're going to use, the Bible uses some words to apply to different people and groups and situations. So it's knowing who it's targeted to is important. So please bear that in mind when you're reading the Word of God. And also, if you, if, if you, if you don't understand, go to a, somebody who's been a Christian a long time and study the Word of God, who is known for their wisdom. You'll know that somebody whose testimony is somebody who's wise and that is knowledgeable of things. There's always somebody available uh, in, in your local church. There's always someone who, who is known for, for their knowledge. And if you have a problem, go to them. Go to your pastor. We don't have a pastor here, but we have men who are knowledgeable and <coughs> have understanding. Go to them if, they have, if you have a question. Uh, and I can guarantee you they are more than happy to show you. It's, it is not a burden. If, if you're saved and, and you've been a Christian a long time, it's, it's, it's wonderful to get somebody to come to you and ask. Yeah, you know, I've got you know, something I've read and something I, I, I don't really understand. I'll tell you what, they'll be happy to spend hours with you, you know, and showing you from the Word of God what it means. And, and, and it's okay to have disagreements, it's fine. Um, but let's, let's find uh, what the Bible says about situations and issues. And be careful where you get your information from, where you get your, your wisdom from. <clears throat> so next we're going to look at um, uh, respect uh, for authority. Um, we look at uh, Ecclesiastes chapter two, uh, sorry, chapter eight, verse two. I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment, um, and that in regard of uh, the oath of God. So. Verse 2 directs the audience to uh, the king. This is a small k, king. Okay? Uh, or lawful authority. And it emphasizes that such is commanded by God. And we are commanded to be submissive to the rulers over us. We see this in, uh, in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 23 to 24. Um, we see the example of Solomon here. Um, then Solomon sat on the throne of the Lord his, uh, as king instead of David his father and prospered and all Israel obeyed him, uh, all Israel obeyed him. Um, and all the princes and the mighty men and all the sons likewise of King David submitted themselves unto Solomon the king. So we see uh, submissiveness to, to those who are in authority. Uh, we see this, another example of that in Romans chapter 13, verses 1 to 5. 
Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power that, uh, but of God, and uh, the powers that uh, be are ordained of God. Whoso, whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to, to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that uh, which is good, and thou shalt have pray, praise of the same. For he is a minister of God to, to, to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. So we have some examples here that we are to respect uh, those who are in authority over us. We see in Ecclesiastes chapter, moving on to uh, verse 3 and 4 of our text this morning. Be not hasty to go out of his sight, stand not in the evil thing, for he doeth uh, whatsoever he pleaseth. Where the, the word of the king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, what doest thou? We see in, verse, in these verses, um, it advises against hasty departure uh, from the presence of the king uh, or other, other actions that would uh, indicate disloyalty or intent to disobey. So we see, in particular, in verse uh, 4, it emphasizes that the king had power to compel uh, obedience. Uh, subjects should therefore respond with forbearance and submissiveness. We see in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 25, verses 23 and 24, um, an example uh, here of, uh, we see Abigail seeing David as uh, who had uh, power to uh, pass judgment uh, on Nabal. Uh, for his actions, and she petitioned David to spare her husband. So Nabal's name means fool, senseless. It's a fitting name. So he, it was. A, it was also referred to as a son of Belial. So, and when Abigail saw David, she hasted and lighted off her ass and fell before David on her face and bowed herself to the ground and fell at his feet and said, "Upon thee, my lord." Upon me, let this iniquity be, and let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thine audience, and hear the words of thine handmaid. So she petitioned uh, David, who had power, who had authority. This We have uh, to, to speak to and to petition those in authority is not is, is perfectly reasonable. There's no, no reason why you can't. We see in Proverbs chapter 25 to 15, By long forbearing is a prince persuaded, a soft tongue breaketh the bone. We see in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 4, If the spirit of the ruler rise up against thee, leave not thy place for uh, yielding pass, uh, pacified great offences. So being submissive and, and uh, is important. It's something that we should, we should be, but... Um, we can also um, approach uh, and, and petition those who are, uh, have ruler for us. So we see in Romans chapter 13, verses 1 to 3, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, as we read before, for there is no power but of God, the powers that be are ordained of God, whosoever uh, therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. 
for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of, of, of the power? Uh, do that which is good, and thou shalt uh, have praise of the same. We see in verse 5 of our, of our text, shows that uh, he who is obedient to the king will not take part in evil rebellion against him. And if he is wise, he will know whether the king's commandment should be corrected or not. We see uh, some examples of this. We see an example in 1 Samuel chapter 19, um, uh, verse uh, 46, where Jonathan um, uh, spake uh, uh, to uh, his father Saul. We see, and Jonathan spake good of David unto his father, Saul his father, and said unto him, Let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he hath not sinned against thee, and because his works have been uh, to thee would very good. See, it's, it's, you need uh, being able to uh, correct um, a leader is, is also important, but it's knowing when to do it and how to do it. With, with respect and the right channels, uh, not trying to overthrow them or, 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 or any sort of um, um, method that would, would be uh, disrespectful or um, would uh, harm the authority that he's been given. So there's uh, an example here. For he did put his life in, in his hands and slew the Philistine, and the Lord wrought a great salvation for all Israel. Thou sawest it, and didst rejoice. Wherefore then uh, wilt thou sin against innocent blood, and slay David without a cause? And Saul hearkened unto the voice of Jonathan, and saw swear, as the Lord liveth, he shall not be slain. So Jonathan's uh, petition um, to correct um, those who were in authority it was heard and listened to, and, and it was heeded. And uh, his, his attitude changed. So we see... Uh, we also see um, the prophet Nathan um, as, uh, as a good example of good timing and knowing when, to cor uh, when correction is needed. Um, and it does, uh, and, and he also does so with wisdom as well. We see in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 1 to 14, this is well, uh, something that everybody should be familiar with. Um, and the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and, and he came unto him and said unto him, uh, there were two men in one city, one rich and one and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had brought, uh, bought and nourished up, and it uh, it grew up together with him and with his children, and did eat uh, of his own meat and drank of his own cup, and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveller unto unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd, to dress for the, the wayfaring man that uh, was come unto him. But took the poor man's lamb, and dressed it for the man that was, was come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, quite rightly so. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. And he was angry. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said unto David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. 
I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord, to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. So there's judgment. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the, in the sight of the, uh, the sun. For thou didst it, it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel, before the sun. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord hath, uh, also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. How be it, because by this deed thou hast uh, given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. So David had a change of heart. Nathan was able to uh, uh, rebuke him and say, you've, you've done this evil thing. And David uh, repented of it and, and, and asked for, uh, to be forgiven of it. But he was still there's still consequences to his actions, far-reaching consequences. So we see in verse five uh, also shows us that we are to be alert uh, to note when the time is right to seek correction as well. So we see an example in Esther, uh, chapter seven, verses two to four. And the king said unto, uh, said again unto Esther on the second day at the banquet of wine, what is thy petition? Queen Esther, and it shall be granted thee. And what is thy, thy request? And it shall be performed, even to the half of the kingdom. It's interesting. Um, I, was, I was reading that, and, and to even the half of the kingdom, uh, he considered her equal with him. Um, it was, I thought that was quite, quite an interesting uh, use of... Uh, words there, even to the half of the king, she, the king was willing to give her half the kingdom, uh, if, it, if, it, if it was required. Then Esther the queen answered and said, if I have found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request, for we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain, to, to perish. But if we had been uh, sold for bondmen or bondwomen, I uh, had held my tongue, although the enemy uh, could not uh, countervail the king's damage. So Esther timed her approach to the king perfectly and with wisdom. That's something that we should do. Something we should we can uh, emulate. It. Uh, we should uh, have a uh, know when it's right, know when something is wrong, and know when it's the right time to. Corrected, uh, and that is uh, uh, having knowledge of knowing how to solve a problem when it arises. We saw that in the beginning. So the question this morning was: Yes, who is as the wise man? Thank you. I'm 
must be doing something right today. Well, so Alan Cruz. Alan Cruz is only two wise men here. <laughs> Wisdom gives safety. Wisdom certainly gives us safety. Um, and um, wisdom gives us safety, but uh, where should we start? Um, well, we should always start with the fear of the Lord. Um, it should always start there. Um, Psalm 111.10 says, uh, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that uh, do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom. <coughs> let's be wise. Let's be like the wise man. Let's be as the wise man. And, uh, and that begins with uh, knowledge of the Lord. And that begins with the fear of the Lord. Um, and But how can you fear the Lord if you do not know? Yeah. You first need to know. So we need to realize that we're all sinners. We need to realize that we are deserving of judgment as a result of that. And believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Amen. And he was buried and he rose again yeah. the third day. Amen. And finally, you need to call upon his name. Call <coughs> upon the name of the Lord and thou shalt be saved. Realize you're a sinner. Realize there's judgment and the payment and penalty for that sin. Realize that Jesus paid that penalty on the cross with his shed blood. And call upon him to save you. It's that simple. It's a free gift. Amen. And that's the beginning of wisdom. When you get saved, that's the beginning. Amen. Let's, let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for this uh, amazing bit of scripture that we've read this morning. And uh, I pray that you'd help us all to be, uh, to be as the wise man. And the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. I pray that everyone here that's sitting in this uh, in this morning uh, knows you as their personal Savior, knows the Lord Jesus Christ. I've called call upon his name to save them. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. It's Jesus Christ only. We pray that you would uh, speak to the hearts of people listening this morning, that they may turn to, to you and be saved. And we pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Um, there will be a few announcements. Stop the recording. You better check it out. You should die just on the control. Oh, it's still, it's still recording. <laughs> <laughs> the audio, at least. Maybe not the video. Um, so, uh, yes, please remember September, the last week of September, we have a um, our 10th anniversary. Uh, we're going to uh, have it on the last Sunday of, of September. If you'd like to um, bring something, uh, a main and a side, would you... Uh, Put your name down there and let us know what you'd like to bring. Um, uh, the the um, church will provide uh, the dessert and uh, and, uh, and a cake, I think. Is that right? I think, yes, it's going to be a big uh, birthday cake. Ten, ten years, can you believe it? 
10 years mm. we've been here. Um, it feels like yesterday. Uh, so yeah, please uh, volunteer. If, uh, and uh, we only ask that you bring enough for yourself and maybe a little bit extra. Therefore, if everybody does that, then we'll all have plenty to eat. Amen. So uh, we have that. We also have, in October, we have our um, uh, missions month. So we're going to have, we've invited uh, our missionaries to um, give us a, a quick update, a little short video that we'll be playing during the services in the month of October from each one of our missionaries to give you an opportunity to have a, uh, um, something a bit more personal. Um, and I think it'll be a help to those who've... Uh, may not uh, know our mission is personally I think have I met everyone I think I've met I've met I think I've met every 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 one of our missionaries in person I think yes uh, and we're going to have uh, uh, Leighton Kelly he's in uh, in Ireland he's going to be uh, coming over uh, in the middle of October so he's going to be preaching for us so he'll be in, in uh, he'll be able to share his uh, ministry with us uh, with you and uh, it'll be a blessing um, and um, yeah I think uh, we also have another guest speaker at the end of October yeah. uh, Tom Baker you don't want to miss these uh, these uh, these uh, these men they, they've got a, a lot of uh, uh, knowledge and wisdom and um, it be worth, worth uh, making an effort to be out and um, I don't think there's anything else um, there's also a volunteer sheet as well if you'd like to volunteer for any any services or any any uh, of the um, uh, things we've been doing, um, let us know by your name down, and we can we can point you in the right direction. Uh, so please do that. Um, but um, with that said, um, Dad, could you close us some prayer and maybe we'll have some tea and coffee? Father, I thank you so much for this morning. Thank you, Father, for your, your servant and David. There's a the word of God to us. We could uh, bless the message. And, uh, Lord, uh, we might um, look into the word of God, that we might uh, have the wisdom to be able to live our lives uh, in obedience to you. Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for the word of God. The Lord, it's true. We thank you for your Son, Lord Jesus Christ, and that he laid down his life for us. We thank you for his precious blood that was shed, that washes away our sins. We thank you for the forgiveness that we have through him. And Father, I pray that as we go through this week, the Lord would uh, watch over each and every one of us. Lord, if we have opportunities, please help us to open our mouths and share the gospel with those who come into uh, come our way. And pray that we might see others saved. We love you, Lord. Please keep us safe now and bless us, each, every one of us. Thank you for the fellowship that we can have afterwards. And Lord, we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. This is a wolf pack edition. Oh, 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 oh. It's, it's still recording. <laughs>